imagine the scene, if you will. Your brother rocks up one early one morning and drags you off unwittingly to see someone you've never met before. I've seen and found the Messiah, he says, and drags you off so that you can meet him too. Like many of his age, Peter would have been wanting the Messiah to come. It was one of the fulfillments of the promises made by God to God's people. And so he would have been willing, in some sense, to say, okay, maybe this is it. But there had been others who had been labelled Messiahs, and they had all proven not to be. So he goes saying, okay, we'll have a look, we'll see what happens. And he goes and he meets this person. And the first thing this person does is not say hello, not greet him, but to stare deeply into his eyes and then have the audacity to give him a new name. Who is this person? Who is this one who stares at me and then decides my name isn't good enough, that I must be called something else? You can almost imagine the way Peter's mind was working. There was someone whom he meets for the first time, and you can almost imagine the penetrating gaze of Jesus into the eyes of Jesus, staring into the very core of who he was, And there Jesus discovers something, something that requires the giving of a new name. The giving of a name is a very significant event in the life of the scriptures and indeed in our own church. When parents bring a child into this building to be baptized, the first thing we ask is not, are you prepared to bring them up in the faith, but what name have you given your child? The giving of a name implies a relationship of care and support from one to the other, particularly in that parental relationship. The giving of a name is significant, as is the knowing of someone's name. We read elsewhere in the Old Testament when one of the prophets asked God, by what name shall we we call you? And God responds, mind your own business, essentially. I will be who I will be. Mind your own business because you do not need to know my name. I need to know your name. The giving of a name is a significant event and it has repercussions. So Jesus stares into Peter's eyes and says, your name is to be Cephas. Now we know from the rest of the scriptures that Peter wasn't exactly someone who was always getting things right. At one point in time, Jesus rebukes him him and says, get behind me, Satan. So what did he see? What did Jesus see at the very core of who Peter was that required the name Cephas, rock? Peter in the Latin. When Jesus knows who we are, When Jesus gazes into the very depths of our being, he sees things that other people don't. And he attributes those to a name, our name, the name by which we are known before God. Hopefully it's the name by which we're known by other people as well. But when Jesus stares into our very being, we cannot escape the gaze of the one who has created us and the one who calls us by name to be his disciples. 
Jesus gave Peter a new name after staring into his very depths of his being. I wonder if he was to stare into my very being, what name he might give me. It's a question we can all ponder as we go about our business this week. But the reality is, having been called and given a new name, Peter becomes a follower of Jesus. And that's the way it always is. As we hear in our first reading, Samuel is called by name and entrusted with a mission. We are called by name and we are entrusted with a mission. From the very moment of our baptism, when our parents give us a name and we are baptised in fonts, we are called by name to be about the work that God has entrusted to God's holy people, to us. So let's be about it. Let's accept the call of the name that we've been given by God and go out and proclaim the good news.